business, civil society, and this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed. It will be like a tsunami. And actually, it's not just a digital revolution, it's digital, of course, physical, with nanotechnology, but it's also biological. And so three dimensions provides a particular force to this revolution. So what the World Economic Forum is doing is to promote uh, this public-private cooperation to master the force industrial revolution. How does one speak truth to power? We do it in our art, through our music, in the poetry of our language, or by the comedy in which we find in the darkness of days. This art may offend, for we are imperfectly human and uncensored on this show. Hopefully the themes may enlighten the mind and offer new perspectives as we build enthusiasm for being connected. Hey. Hey, guess what? It's that time again. Time for you to hear the truth. Time for you to feel some power. Time for you to hang out with your boy, Ace Cannon. I got my man across the way. Curious G. And like we like to do, we have a little business to take care of. So take it away, sir. Well, actually, I already did that shit. Oh, well, never mind then. See, I don't even know what goes I, I did on it while you. I did it while you were getting yourself ready, mister. This guy, I don't even know what I'm doing. So I'm coming late to the party, like always. Uh, Seems to be a common theme in my life. Yeah, there was some things happening behind the scenes while you was out there getting yourself a drink. <laughs> I mean, I was gone for a minute and a half. What could have happened? So you're taking the reins today. We'll see. Mm. Hmm. So it is kind of based on the second verse a little bit, but you're going to kind of jump the gun with this thing. Um, So last week we got into a discussion that tied into the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. Um, The second verse of the song, Don't Get Got, kind of focuses on the resistance, people that kind of fight back. Yeah. In what ways, like what way are people doing that now? Well, uh, I was specifically thinking about those truckers in Canada okay. back when, when I wrote this stuff. All right. Um, do you remember that? Yeah, that we talked about thing? it, I think, like two weeks ago. How they were freezing accounts and doing all that stuff. I and mean, we spoke about it a yeah. little bit. Do you want to go deeper into that at all? No, not deeper? necessarily. But that's kind of the, 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 the thing that I wanted to kind of go towards. So as the Great Reset is beginning to happen, I think that there's going to be some people that are going to resist some of the changes. You know? Yeah, I think, well, people always, there's always a group that will resist change, right? Like always, it's just, that's how the, that's how any story gets told, two sides, right? There's, mm. always a, there's always a side, good guy or bad guy, or however you want to say it, or in between. Um, so right now, uh, one thing that, uh, do you know a lot about what's going on in Nigeria? Not at all, mister. All right, this is crazy enough. So Nigeria just had a coup um, that just happened. Uh, basically, that you know, the government was taken over mil- like by military. And what's even crazier about it is they're experiencing hyperinflation, like super hyperinflation. So people think inflation here is crazy, but can you imagine paying? Like, okay, the reason I know some about this is because one of the artists from Danda, uh, my whatever you want to call it, subsidiary, um, he's from there. He's from Lagos, Nigeria. So I've watched for the last couple of years things happen. Okay, now we say inflation is crazy here. Do you know on average? I think we've even said this on this podcast, but I can't remember. I think we, okay, I'm just going to say it. it's $100 a month is what you make, right? Okay. Now, can you imagine your rent going up four times today? 
Yeah. You can? I can. I can imagine that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Where are you going to go get the money? Mm. Right? Now, mind you, you only make $85 a month. That's the national average. But now we have $400 rent. The fuck are you going to do? Mm. I'd be a lot of homeless people. Well, you know, I kind of think about what happened in the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden the banks just shut down, kept everybody's money. Sorry, we don't have your money. And um, people lost their jobs at the same time. Yeah. And they were, they were just ass out of cereal. Yeah. You well, know, like, okay, I guess, I guess this would be a question that I kind of think about when we talk about this resistance. Like, what do you think an end game would be for a resistance? Like, what, what, what could be a good outcome? And in your eyes? Well, it depends on what type of resistance we're talking about. Okay. Um, and it depends on what they're resisting. Uh, at, at present, I think that the thing to really get into is a different form of education. Because I don't think that things are completely lost yet. Um, I think that if we start looking at education differently, people start seeing the world differently. And that changes everything. So for me, that would be, that would be uh, not only a, a, a reasonable change that people could actually attain, and it really wouldn't take very many things to do that. You know, um, I think one of the ways is to get the curriculum out of the hands of the government. You know, just to have it paid for for the public education system, but not to decide what uh, and how we're being educated. I think that's a, a pretty easy change to do. Yeah, for sure. And, we, and we've talked about a lot of that, uh, a lot of that before. I, I kind of want to get some different directions and stuff that we go in just to kind of look at it. So, all right. So major upbringing, major changes in society, right? They, 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 uh, they've happened obviously throughout the world throughout time. It's just what's happened. That's how a progression of change happens. Now, with a lot of these countries standing up for their rights in streets and doing these things, why, why do you think that like, why don't you think we ever stand up against the government, but we stand up against ideas? Hmm. It's a good question. Thanks. It's a good question. Um, I think that the reason why people kind of voice their opinion towards um, ideas is because they hear other people doing it and they kind of buy into other people's opinions without actually having the thoughts themselves. I don't think there's very many nomads. I think that there's people that fall into schools of thought like good fish. Can you do something for me? Can you say what a nomad is? I don't know if everyone does know. Uh, nomad, in my mind, is nomadic. You really don't have necessarily a tribe okay. or you don't fall into um, a group and a brand. Cool. Um, I would say that I'm a little bit nomadic yes, myself. I would as well. That's what, that's what I was going to try to get. Fuck it. Continue. Yeah. 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 Um, so when, when I was in high school, um, I was a little bit different. Um, I didn't hang out with any specific group. Um, I was accepted among like the black kids, like in Florida, it was white and black. There wasn't really Hispanic or any of that stuff. Right. Latino. Right. Um, it was white or black. And I had a lot of black friends cause I grew up in black schools. Um, I had a lot of friends that surfed cause I surfed. I had a lot of friends that were rednecks cause I, uh, knew all the fucking cool places to go. You know, I had friends everywhere, you know, but I didn't really have a group. Mm -hmm. Most of my friends were out of school, you know. Um, I was friends with the jocks because I'd give them test answers. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I've kind of stayed that way as an adult. I don't really fit into necessarily a group. Like even with politics, um, 
I see the Republican Party and the Democratic Party of having a lot of good ideas, but I think with this two-party politics that that people have been um, put into tribes that are at war with each other's ideas, you know, and I think that keeps us weak and it keeps us divided. Um, I think that one of the like one of the significant ways that we could have like an uprising, like what you just asked, mm -hmm. is to get away from the two party politics. That would be very simple, right? Mm -hmm. To actually have other three or four or five different choices, you know, then you would actually bring a lot more equality when it comes to the voting process. Um, do away with this uh, this electoral college. You know, which is based off fucking horses, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like back in the day, people needed the electoral college because you would travel from one state all the way to D.C., and that was your representative that would put in the votes for your area. But they'd have to travel by horse. You know what I mean? Which took a long time. Well, today we can instantly vote. Look what they did with that show. Uh, you know, America's Got Talent. Yeah. You know, just right. press text one. Yeah. Text one to pass this bill. Yeah. Heard that before. Have you heard have you ever heard of this idea that our voting system is actually archaic? Oh, it is. And it's kept that way. Hundred percent. It's kept that yes. way. When when we when they do the census every ten years, right? They redraw the lines. Yeah. Right? For sure. Of of the voting process and all that based off of the information that they get from the census to see how people have migrated. You know, and that's basically controlling the vote. Yeah. So have you ever heard of something called a civil society? No. All right. So a society, uh, a civil society is a society based, a nutshell, like considered as a community of civil, like, okay. So a group of people with liked interests. So a lot of utilitarianists. All right. Mm. So I would think like the smallest, so utilitarianism is the smallest amount of something that has the greatest amount of impact on people or on, on a number of, well, mostly people. It could be animals. It could be whatever, but the, this now, with the civil society, uh, I feel like with the civil society, it, you would think that that would be your best interest, right? You would think that that's the longevity of your country now, or the longevity of anything. It shouldn't even be country. I think country because we're talking geopolitical right now. But when, why do you think, why do you think that, and I mean this on like a real, like not, not something we've talked about, like what, what do you get out of like producing, like falling behind in the world? Like, what do, you, what do you get in the long run about doing the system the way that we're doing? Like, what, do, what are your benefits to it? By and, fitting in the system that we have today? In the long run, yeah. Like, what, what, why do we continue with this? And don't say money. I mean, that's the easy answer. Obviously, we know that. But what is another reason? Because I can't think of another reason why we'd keep a broken system. I think it's the same reason why people hold on to religion. Okay. Right. It, it provides a very oversimplified answer to a complicated problem. Like with religion, it's, it's people's fear of death. They want to feel like they have an answer. And when you're talking about buying into the ideas that exist today, it's very comfortable just to buy into what's already there. True. And, you know, you take Republican and Democrat as ideas uh, or even democracy, socialism and all that stuff. My question is, is this the best that we can do now? These are all old as fuck systems. I mean, how old are all these ideas of government, Shouldn't right? Jump, Democracy, dude. socialism, communism. I mean, they're old as fuck. We're so much more educated today. We have so much more information today. And yet we can't seem to evolve into other forms <laughs> of social governance. Yeah. Now, if you, so we're, we've talked about AI and everything. 
Now, what if AI just lays it out, the plan, and being like, bro, these are the things you're doing wrong. Like your society. I mean, they've already asked it. I'm prob- I'm sure they've asked it already. You know, mm-hmm. like how can we fix America to make it number one again? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, is there any reason though to be number one? You know, and number one with what is the question? Thank you. Okay, so they always say America is the greatest country on the planet, right? Like that's what it is. And like patriotism and you have to do this and you have to be that person. But what do you actually get from it? Well, people get pride. Yeah. People get pride. What pride though right now? Do you think people are proud? I think that people are, they, they attach themselves to a lot of the feelings that, that we have as, as far as an idea of America. Um, like this is one of the things that is, is a true thing. There is so many more images of how America is framed given to us compared to any other country. Like we are given an insane amount of, um, you know, what it means to be an American and are you talking about, are you talking about like pro, pro, pro patriotism in media consistently? In film and television and stuff like that, like the whole war department or, you know, the the propaganda department for, for the government that works with Hollywood, you know, like, um, I kind of talked about that a little bit, um, in the last episode, for sure. you know? Okay. So, I'm, I'm going everywhere with this because it's just um, when you. All right. So one thing that I think about now and it's I try to just relay everything. And this one thing that this podcast has done for me is it does take time to just analyze what's going on in front of me for like more than I ever have. Because um, right away. And so this week, aliens were presented mm. as being or like UFO Senate hearings. All right. Now, what we when, when, when you talk about this podcast and you talk about how we do things and you see it. I'm going to say a distraction right now because we don't know for sure if it's real or fake. We just hear people saying that it is real or fake. So mm-hmm. a distraction. Now, do you think, like, do you think that, do you think that there's ever anything that happens by like accident, like oh, in our yeah. society? Yeah. I think Trump got elected by accident. You think it, <laughs> you think it was? Okay. No, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now, yeah. if the if the system is like rigged and like you can't do anything about it, doesn't that just show like we still can? Yes. Okay. Power I, numbers. Thank Power you. Power numbers. Okay. I'm gonna, don't, don't, let me keep going. Let me keep going. Okay. So, so like if that's the case, right. And we saw what would happen when that happened, how come people didn't like, can't recognize, like how come they don't recognize it still though? Like, that's what I don't get is like, we saw it happen. So wouldn't you think like, oh shit, we should come together. Like, isn't that a good enough thing? Or is Trump such a dividing force that you wouldn't even want to? Because of that? Well, you know, I think one of the reasons is because of the way that we're educated. We can only think so many different ways. Yeah. We lack a lot of creative thinking. We lack a lot of critical thinking. Yes. Right? So our, our, our view of reality has literally been framed by, yes. by our school curriculum. Yes. It has literally been framed by the edges of our television. Well, yeah. Well, it's just like, dude, there's this whole war on Ukraine going on right now. Mm. And is, so we were, one thing I enjoy about my job is that we have some people, one of the many things, but we have some people in there that are pretty well read, pretty, I would say above average intelligence. And they, 
their kids are in the military. This is this, this. So I hear a lot of perspective. Like we have different personalities. That's what makes us good is like, we're all different. So you hear a lot of perspectives. Now, one of them, one of the things one of the girls said, she goes, bro, that the war isn't even real. Mm. And I go, huh? And then, dude, she said something to me and I had to look it up because I thought it was actually incredible. It wasn't her quote, but it was a Ron Paul quote. And I just thought about it, what America was. All right. So it says foreign aid is taking money from the poor people of a rich country and giving it to the rich people of a poor country. And then I was, I really started thinking about that. And I was like, bro, is there even a way that you can be Robin Hood in this day and age? Mm. Because it's digital. So you have to be a hacker one. That's all it is. So you have to be like the best hacker. That's the only thing way you can win in this game. Well, you know, to be honest with you, I think that if, if you look at the numbers of people that exist in the world today, like mm-hmm. here in the United States, it's the numbers that people are afraid of. And when, when you talk about the people in power, you say, right? You're saying the, the numbers as the, in- The numbers of people that are the you, mob. The people in power are scared of the mob. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yes. So like, what, what is there, like 700 billionaires in the United States? You know, uh, something like that. Oh. 723 or some crazy thing like that. Um, which, you know, I don't know if that's the exact number, yeah, but, but, it was, but it's- It's, it's, a, it's, it's a decent- It's a, it's a decent it's amount. A, it's a decent, not decent. You know, like it's it's a good number, but not a big number kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. So you, you think about that amount of people that's really benefiting from the way that things are in the United States, mm-hmm. right? The majority of us have a detached view of where we stand economically. People feel like they are doing better than they actually are by and large, Yeah. right? Um, I don't think you ever heard uh, the, the segment that I did early on in the podcast, but I put it in terms of the economic stake scale. Right. I compared the the amount of money that most people would be comfortable to spend on a steak. Right. What do you think most people are good with spending on are a steak? Are we talking about at a meal or a, at a, a meal? Like, like at a at a store at a, at a restaurant. A restaurant. Yeah. What are they comfortable paying? Yeah. Twenty two dollars. Okay. Twenty two dollars, right? Um and, and I think that the the most expensive uh, steak in the world is three thousand five hundred dollars. That's the one percent of steak. Okay, right. Yeah. Um now, usually if I go out to a restaurant, I, I'm probably going to spend between $35, 40 yeah. dollars for a steak. I think that you're kind of somewhere in the same. For sure. Yeah. I mean, now, 20, yeah, I, I'm, now, now, should I be? Fuck no. I just, Fuck no. I just spent $9 on three pieces of shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I feel you, dog. <laughs> so everything's, everything's overinflated and people often spend more money than they really should. Yes. Right. And and this is where the economy kind of is. But if if people actually saw how poor we are here in the United States and how much out of control they actually are. Yeah. You know, like we're going around the Monopoly board and everybody is just trying to hang on. And Monopoly ends the same way every goddamn time. Right. If grandma's the last one, she's going to laugh like a motherfucker as she takes the last of your houses, mm-hmm. right? She, grandma don't give a fuck about you. Dude, you seven-year-old you crying sh- your ass. Give me that bro, shit. Just, give me that shit. You're giving all these kids this inside info. You yeah. want to go last. Yeah, dude. Monopoly. You want to go last. This is the way it is. And we're dude, all, we're, that's we're, so funny you just said that. It's like, I was like my hidden trick. I swear like none of my family understood it. So I was like, <laughs> I'll go last, bro. I want you guys to just enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. They always thought it was so nice. I want to go last. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. That's a, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. And you know, 
this whole this whole last couple of years, this whole last couple of years, the last couple of years have been very interesting because I just feel like we're kind of going from crisis to crisis to crisis to crisis oh, to yeah, crisis. Dude. And I'm just saying, has it always been like this? No. Okay. I didn't think so because I feel like when I was growing up, there was times where there was some downtime. But um, but literally it feels like something, and I, obviously it's world news, so it is. But always, bro, something. we have a dude. new virus coming next week probably. Every moment is literally getting hotter like than, literally, yeah. than, than a peg leg pirate's balls while he's standing in the fire pit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> like he don't notice and all of a sudden his balls are on fire. And that's <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the way in. we are right now. Our nuts are on fire and we don't know what the fuck <laughs> to do, dude. You know, I mean shit don't make no sense. It's like it's like taking your drawers off after you poop. You know what I mean? Like you just it don't make no sense. That's- so nasty. I'm just saying. Oh, bro. Everybody's got shit pants. Never mind. Everybody's got shit pants and nobody wants to admit it. We all got shit pants. We're all walking around and shit's fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all fucked up, dude. <laughs> That's a Okay. But, okay. Like this. Take this for instance. If you look at the hierarchy of needs. Are you familiar? Maslow, baby. You got Let's that? go. What are some of the things at the very bottom of Give the Give me hierarchy? some food. Food. I need some well, shelter. Hold on, let's slow oh, down. Okay, sorry. What the fuck's going on with our food these days? It's short. Not. Dude, I mean, like, not. I mean, there's not a lot. It's a twenty percent increase. Twenty percent since twenty twenty. That's for price. Yeah. Price went twenty percent. Twenty percent, dude. That is. And wait, how much did the minimum wage go up? Oh yeah, that's it. Not it didn't. Yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So my friend Koski, who you met recently, right? He said that if you actually go on the debt calculator for the IRS and you look at things now compared to the Great Depression, we earn less. Yeah. Well, we absolutely earn less. Yes. Yeah, bro. I, I don't understand. That's how people are. Okay. Koski says things some all the time, which I really appreciate because it's things that I'm like, I say, and the thing is, is he's, he's our guy. Like if he says it, he, he's our guy. I, it's like, math, especially when it comes to numbers, math, anything. I'm like, when I hear it, I'm like, thank you, Koski. I appreciate you making me feel better about myself. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Cause I definitely feel the same way. So, um, well, let's get, let's get back to Manslow's hierarchy. Yes, yes, okay. Back to so you. food, 20% increase. Water, what the fuck's been going on with our water? You mentioned um, uh, the water over there with the lead in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know how much water is contaminated in the United States? I don't. Can I make a guess? And throughout the whole United States. Okay. Yeah. So what percent of, is this drinkable water is contaminated? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say like 18%. Hmm. You know, <laughs> I wish I, had, I wasn't really prepared oh. with this stuff today. <laughs> That's all right, though. Um, so, it's, hey. It's in, the, it's in the millions of people in the United oh, States. Oh, how many it affects? Yeah, it, oh, okay. it's in the millions. I was actually doing this research for future stuff today, so I wasn't really, really prepared That's all good. for this. It went that way. But, um, but here we are, you yeah, know what is, I mean? Yeah, it's the beauty of life, and so it comes, right? Yes. We have to deal with it while it comes. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really is. It's in the millions. Okay. And if you, if you look at the amount of people that that's suffering with water in the United States, there's a lot of people that don't have clean water here in the United States. That's and and the so wild. The largest population is your people, Latino man. That, that don't the, have water. That don't have clean clean water. Yeah, because it's going to all the plants that we fucking pick. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, there's something going I'm on joking, with the, by the way. There's something going on with the infrastructure here in the United States. 
And it's just a little bit worse in certain communities. Oh, what a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, so, okay, so... So sleep, food. So here it is. Oh, oh. 25 million people in the U.S. Um, are, are having uh, water that fails the federal health standards. 25 million, and that's according to Consumer Reports. Right. According to Time magazine, if you currently look at the United States infrastructure concerning water, we get a, a, a C minus on a grading scale. How much did you say it was? How many people? 25 million people, according to Consumer Reports in the U.S., have drinking water that fails to meet the federal health standards. Right. Um, years of life expectancy is wiped out and lower IQs as a result of of the issues that we have with our water. So yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure certain people in their homes drink great water and other people don't, but we all pay taxes. In fact, the poor people pay more taxes taxes, than the rich. So can you say taxation without representation concerning not just, um, water, but also food. At the same time that, that that increase on our food bill at the grocery stores has gone up 20%, they've also cut food stamps here in America during 20, since, since 2020. So if you look at Manslow's hierarchy of needs, we are suffering food, water, shelter. Yeah. Right? Home, yeah. There's more. <clears throat> Go ahead. That's, that, that's, just the ba- that's just the basics. Basics. Of what you need. 2.3 million evictions right now a year. And over half a million people will become homeless this year. Over half a million with all the homeless that we already have. All right. I got, that's insane. That is. So if you, insane. So if you think about that Manslow's hierarchy of needs, this is the war on the poor. Yes. Go after their food, go after their water, go after their shelter. It have, exactly exemplifies what we've been talking about. Um, And it's not even unbeknownst. It's the realest. It's like, bro, you can't even get to the next level of your own fucking needs. And that is what we talk about. What needs to happen to actually make a difference in society. If you don't have time to meditate because you're trying to eat, Mm -hmm. if you you don't got time to read a book because you're trying to keep your lights on, Mm -hmm. you don't got, you know, there's that Chris Rock joke. We were talking about at work today. It's no one ever says like, thank you to daddy. You know, thank you for keeping them lights on. Right, thank you for dude. knocking out this power bill. You know, they like they go out of, and that's the big piece of chicken one. I don't know if you've ever seen it. He's like, don't take the big piece of chicken. <laughs> but we were talking like all daddy gets is the big piece of chicken, you know, but um, sorry, that's just goddamn right. chicken, goddamn right. chicken, bro. But, um, but yeah, so it's just, it's just a really, it's just a really crazy minute. Cause, and what's nuts about it though, is Lots of people, I took an Uber a couple of days ago and some guy was like, I don't know, man, something's just off. Mm. And I'm hearing this from a lot of people, you know, something just feels off, man. And I say, that's a good thing or a bad thing. Everything's going to be taken from you or you're about to take everything from someone else. Don't get got. Don't get got. Exactly. And that's just like the subtext of it all. So like when I, you know, when you think about that, that's exactly what it is. You know, um, I really, I really appreciated you saying you work out. Because not even like one for your health and it's good for you and everything, but like you're, you're like ready to go to war, bro. You got damn right. And like, bro, when I heard that, I was like, that's a fucking boss right there, man. I even need that boss with that big B on that. So that was a, you know, very, very refreshing. All right. Anyways. So, <clears throat> all right. So people, places and things, right? Mm. These are the, these are, um, 
Mike. <laughs> yeah, I was putting that down. I didn't want to drop over. These are some of the, <clears throat> well, these are obviously the things that are what we have in our society, what we are, and one of these things. Now, with, <clears throat> you know, with society, you know, struggling to pay its basic necessities for the most part, um, you know, we, we know that laws are constantly being passed over this. And we know that people need to stand up and they need to get more educated. They need to do all these things. We know those, those are the things that we need to do. It's, you know, we all, we always know that now, how is the government going to push back? How are they pushing back now? What oh. are they, like, give it, and the reason that I'm saying this is because I'm realizing something. Things that I know and things that I assume and things that are just in my body, other people don't. So I actually, someone, this had nothing to do with this, but it had to do with something else of mine. And they were like, yeah, man, you got to like start being a little more layman about everything. Not everyone knows what you guys are talking about. And it was, we hired a new person and we were, the, the jargon between the three of us who were talking and the new person, it was like we were speaking another language, you know? So I think a lot of the time, some people don't even know what they're getting attacked by, mm -hmm. you know? And oh, dude. It's like taking Ray Charles to a silent movie. <sighs> he motherfucker don't know what's going on, dude. Ray Charles is like, what in the fuck? Why am I even here? This is what people are, dude. This is like, everybody's like Ray Charles at a silent movie. They don't know what the fuck's going on. Ray dude. Charles at a silent movie. Yeah. Wow, bro. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Well, you know, there's some talent sitting in this goddamn room. That's funny, man. Goddamn right, mister. That's good. That's mm. really good. Um, dude, the re recently Kevin Hart was, I just thought about this. Kevin Hart was talking to, uh, uh, Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre was talking about how Stevie Wonder calls him at like odd hours. And he goes, motherfucker, just cause you don't know what time it is. doesn't mean I don't know. You know, just cause <laughs> you don't know what, if it's 3am or five or five, she goes 3am or 3pm. Motherfucker call me with, cause you have assistant talk to her. And I just thought that shit was hilarious. So, you know, one of the things you just asked was how they fight back, yeah. right? And yeah. if you look back just a few episodes when we talked about school, I mentioned that there was 88 gag orders passed here in the United States concerning our educational system since February. 88 gag orders. That censors the language that's used by our teachers in the classrooms, you know? And if you can control somebody's words... No. You can control the way they think. This is why censorship is one of the things that, that I want to attack in a way with this show. And this is why we use words like motherfucker. Yeah. Because we're going to we're gonna stand up against the censored. Gossip. Right? Self-censorship is a good thing because we can be respectful with, with how we have conversations and, and towards people we don't agree with. You know what I mean? But self-censorship, is it takes some kind of awareness- spiritually and some responsibility. Oh, it's it's you know? not easy. But if you get if you get the the censorship from the government, let's say, right? So a show like this is gonna be hard to find online. Right? A show like this is gonna be pushed towards the bottom. Mm -hmm. Right? That's why it takes people sharing this show. It takes some kind of effort from grassroots type things to get going. You know, and that is one of the ways that we can resist, right? The way that we tap into the news, we, we keep churning into these fucking stations that are on television. You know, what we need is a news station to come up from the people. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy thought. It is a crazy thought. Yeah. You get one coming up from the people. Guess what? You got cameras everywhere because we have the most film society today. If there was only some way that people yeah. could come together with That's some kind of news. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so 
<clears throat> the um, yeah, we were just. But I really want to touch on this whole thing about. I don't know. It's just, I guess, because you know how I'm very fatalist in my ways. Like, I don't think that there is a chance. Like, I'm in, I want to hope that there is. Mm. I don't even know if I do, though. I just, but I, why, why won't people fucking get it? Why can't they stand up? Why are people tired of getting, like, why? First off, people are extremely busy. Why? But everybody? Everybody's busy. Everybody? Everybody's busy. There isn't, there isn't one wealthy dude out there that can, Figure this shit out and get a, get an army together and do some stuff and start making some differences some places. So I think that since 2020 happened, I think there's a lot of people that are thinking differently. I think that's true. I think a lot of the conversations that, that happen are different types of conversations and not just the ones that I'm having, but the ones I overhear. Mm-hmm. Right. So people are thinking about things differently. And I, I think that when when uh, Trump was elected, like I said, I didn't really vote for him. He wasn't my dude. But at the same time, I don't think that he was a part of the overall agenda. And I think that he shook things up. And, you know, I think that sometimes things still happen that weren't planned, you know, and it could actually happen as a result of a lot of people coming together of, of one mind. You know, but one of the issues is right now we've got so many things that's trying to divide us. And one of those things is the higher gas prices, higher food prices. It's keeping everybody working, right? And how do we relax in this country? We've mentioned it before. When you get off work, we go into consumption mode. Hmm. And then you overspend and you got to go back to fucking work. Hmm. (laughs) You know, so... Um, I think that one of the ways to actually uh, affect some kind of a change is within the structure of the system that exists. I think it has to come through the structure of the way that things are. You know how they say like to kill a society is for the inside out? Mm-hmm. Same thing to fix the society. Yeah. 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 It, it really is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, within the consumerism of our media today. Well, okay. This is, this. okay. I'm happy you went there. So <clears throat> one thing I saw the power of the people and you can be this, don't, don't care about the understory behind what happened and don't, don't look into the, okay. Just think about the story on the surface level. Okay. And this is the one about the Budweiser story recently. Okay. And this is where I, I found this to be extremely fascinating. You know, what's going on, right? Do, do you know what happened with Budweiser and they're down 25% and all this stuff? No. Okay. So they put a trans woman on a can. Her name was Dylan, Dylan Maroney, Malhoney, I believe. I, I, I could be getting it wrong. I know his name's Dylan. Okay. Obviously Bud Light it's synonymous with American blue collar. It's America's beer. That's what it's called. America's, it's the thing that represents baseball games. Da, 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 da. All right. Now, Budweiser is down 25%. It is no longer the number one consumed beverage in America or alcoholic beverage in America. Okay. Now, what I'm saying is don't, who cares? Okay. I'm again, I'm going to reemphasize, don't care about the political or the isms of anything about there, but just think about the business sense of it all. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now people didn't agree with them putting someone on something. So people started taking away their dollars and you saw it worked. Okay. Now that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because then you actually see it works. So then people, but then that's okay. Now, why do you, like, if we know that it works, right? Like, why do we have to wait for something to be canceled or do something bad for us to actually change? Like, why do we, why do we know that like our, the man's going to still fuck with us, 
but yeah, we're not even going to try. Why is that? I guess that's why I, I, my whole thing is why doesn't anyone fucking care? Mm. Like, and, and we can talk about all these answers. You can say the media, this is, this. what happened to you? Like, I know you can't answer for anybody, but I'm just trying to generally sense like, why doesn't people fucking care? We do not care. My, my question is, is why is this narrative everywhere? Like, you mean like, what, like saying, like, why am I saying it like that? No, no, no. Like with Budweiser, yeah. James Bond, right? There's so, there's so many different narratives that are, are, are showing up today around gender and identity and stuff like that. So here's the thing. Uh, I don't really care what anybody's gender or identity is. Right. Like it doesn't matter if, if they are trans, any of that stuff It really doesn't matter to me. I could care less. Yeah. I believe in sport fucking. I, yeah. And if, yeah. But if, hey, go, go, keep going, go on. We, we, yeah, go on. I'm really interested in what you're going to say next. I, I'm interested in sport fucking. Yeah. Right. Like, like I like fucking for fun. Right. And if, if your identity is whatever the hell it is, I don't care what the fuck it is. If I can't have sex with you, like that's your personal business, your personal business, not mine. Right. There's no judgment that comes from me. But with this environmental social governance index that the World Economic Forum and all this business is pushing. Right. What I'm going to see is you're going to start seeing social things that become like almost fascist. Right. Where people align with these beliefs like nationalism so strongly. And it brings a judgment on to other people. Well, don't you say it's already happened? It's already happening. I mean, woke, but this is a minority. Yeah. This is a minority, a very small minority, right? That seems to have a lot of power in our media. And the question is, is why? Is it being pushed or is it being raised up from the masses? Raised up. Is it being raised up? Oh, no, up? it's pushed. Everything's it's pushed. being pushed. Bro, now, the question is, is why? Only the people with the money. Well, that breaks society. You break the home, you break society. You break society, you can take from the people. You know, here, here's my theory. And I'm, I'm, an, I'm a dude that believes in equality, right? Like I was married to a woman for a long time and I wanted to have her as a partner, an equal partner in a lot of ways, right? Men and women are different, right? But when it comes to conversation and the relationship and the way we are going to push our, our you know, life forward, I saw her as an equal, right? And this is the way I feel. However, you know, um, people aren't exactly the same. Like, what was that example that you gave about looking over the fence? Oh, yeah. So it's, there's a difference between like equal and equality. Yes. You know, when all things equal, everyone can see the game. Mm. When everyone's given the same, not everyone can. And it, it's okay to have inequalities when it comes to that kind of stuff and be able to recognize that we offer different things. Right. Yeah. But I think that one of the reasons why this agenda is being pushed is because this is a, a, a people that for a long time have felt like they've been outside of society. And like people like us, are you talking about the people who are running the, the gay transgender okay. yeah, yeah. The minority? The, yeah. The, 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 okay. I you know, like saying. this group of people, and, yeah, yeah. and this is not a judgment, and maybe I'm coming off a little ignorant. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this: we aren't anything like that, so we're just gonna talk, talk freely from now on because I can't keep just prefacing what I want to say just to not. Oh say no, what I'm say. gonna, I'm gonna say good, what I want to say, well, and I'm not worried about offending good. people. But I think that there, that this is a, a a portion of society that has not been welcomed the fuck in to most of society, and there's a feeling of being outside and oppressed. Yeah. Right. And you know what is one of the best people in the world to empower is people that have that feeling. Right. Well, the scariest people to empower. Ah, it depends how you for, want to look at it. Yeah. It depends how you want to look at so, it. But yes. The most, the most motivated. 
So I like that. In my the song, motivated. in my song Lynch Mob that we did a couple of weeks ago, right? It talked about Willie Lynch and how he wanted to separate people, right? One of the things that was separated in history was the, the people that had white privilege, right? That had access to the better jobs, the better homes, and all of that. And you know what? They were a nice barrier between the slave population that just got free <laughs> and the 1% of the country they were a nice barrier yeah because if yeah, guess what if the if that 11% 16% of the african population here in the united states rose up in any kind of way they ain't going after the 1% nah, <laughs> nah. they're going after joe the carpenter yeah right and and we can lose a few joe the carpenters in the mind of the 1% Right. So they're, they're a nice barrier. Yeah. And these days, if you, let's say this environmental social governance index, right. It starts to look at things like, Oh, they're not treating the environment correctly. They're not treating yeah. people equally. Let's go after this motherfucker in a real sense. And it's, Dude, it's going to be like everything else because the way it's going to be presented for the betterment of society. Oh yeah. Like always here like, to keep you safe. Oh yeah. We just need to clean up the streets. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason why. It's, yeah. No, we 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 have freedom in this country. What are you talking about? Dude, no. As this climate change really hits, like down in Florida right now, how the ocean just hit 101 in temperature this week, 101. It's never been above 90. Uh, that was like I thought it was. That's what I thought. It's I was like, never been it, above. 90. I actually thought it was my number. Of what you would have said, I would have said 80. Yeah, that's there, what I thought. There's entire uh, hundreds of thousands of fish washing up in Texas, right? Like it's it's biblical yeah. right now. And as this stuff starts to happen, guess what? The people that are really in power, you know who they're going to look at and kind of blame in the media and in the news and all that stuff with the intellectuals, they're going to push these ideas. It's going to be your fault. It's going to be my fault, right? It's going to be us because we didn't recycle enough. Mm -hmm. They're not going to go after these corporations. No, because they did recycle enough. They, according to the, like, they did everything well, right. Well, keep in mind. They did everything right. This environmental social governance index is the agenda of not just the World Economic Forum, but the stockholder capitalism. Absolutely. It's the corporations Bruh, that I'm, want to regulate dude, the I'm way telling, things are Dude, I'm telling you, I've said this last week and I'm going to say it again. If you do not or have never heard of Vanguard and BlackRock, go do some research this week. It will blow your fucking mind. <laughs> oh, people are going to be madder than a fucking Baptist church group trying to cross the road during a gay pride parade. Pissed off. Damn. Damn, bro. <laughs> Just be, that's just that's just rude. I'm just no, saying, I'm just like, people will be, like, be mad. That's, that's a, all that's I'm saying. Just, that's dude. just rude. No, I'm just messing with mad you. Mad as fuck. Yeah, man. It's just a. <clears throat> but I don't know, man. It's just a. It just feels like. Like, who's gonna help me out, man? Oh, there's crooked as a porn star's yeah. dick. Well. Okay. Am I wrong? I mean, as crooked as a porn star's. Crooked as a porn star's dick. <laughs> I mean, you want me to put it in other terms? I've, if you want to keep going, <laughs> showcase. Uh, no, you go ahead. Monster. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, the one thing also that has been very interesting to me is, is almost the, I don't even know how to quite, to quite say this, but, like, 
every every day is almost like playing catch up. And I don't mean the sauce. I mean like catching up uh, with your life. Um, now, why? Like, I guess I just don't, I guess I, I find this is crazy how there hasn't been like any, like any push for any change. Oh, and dude. Maybe I'm real. Like, Maybe no, you're I'm, right. Maybe I'm wrong because I don't, I'm like trying to go, I'm like, like none. But it will show up. And when it shows up, people are going to jump on board. Okay. Now I am saying like, what I say is I don't even know the change. Like I, I, I'm trying to think of an event that could happen and I don't want to say aliens, bro, because that's like, we need a common enemy kind of shit for the world government. Like I want to know like what event could happen that actually could bring people together. Like mm-hmm. I've tried to think about this over and over again. I mean. So this is what I think. I've mentioned that I think we're being herded, right? And I think things are going to get so bad with food, with water, with the environment, that that thing that Klaus Schwab said, by the year 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Because I think people are going to be so overwhelmed by trying to make it financially. People are going to be so overwhelmed by trying to pay rent that they're going to welcome this shit. That they're going to welcome, that they're going to yeah. gladly give away their freedom to be taken care of. Yeah. Right? We've already got the slave mind. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I think people are going to say, okay, you know what? I'll take that, um, that, that money, that free money. What did they call that? Universal income. income. Exactly. It's just going to ease us all into the projects. We won't be in control of what we grow as far as food. We won't be in control of the food that we get, the water we get, the information we get, right? Right. Have you heard about these buildings in Canada? Like the ones that have everything inside them mm. that they're they're making right now. Mm-mm. So it's just like it's a testing. I can't. I was trying to find it right now when I was. So it's kind of interesting because when you talk about the herding thing, um. I, after people make statements, I will see moments, you know, and I'll be like, did I remember, you know, Sean, that's crazy. Cause there it is. There's an example of it right there. And the hurting thing that I thought about was when I heard, when I heard about these buildings. So what these buildings are is basically 500 unit apartments, but you're inside there. So your building's there, your job's there, your, your, all your food is there. It's a big building. So it feels like you're like on a boat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's enough for you to do things. So you're not just staying still, but you're staying still. Oh yeah. And it's now, if everything was paid for, for your life, like what you're saying, and you know, now like we were poor, but now every meal is going to be given to us. All I got to do is just go in that building and never leave. But you know where you won't go? The mountains. The mountains. And I've talked about this on this podcast, how many people economically can't afford the gas to go over there or can't take the time because they have to work so much. Yeah. We're already economically enslaved. Nah, for sure. But you know what? With the, with, you know, like the environment, like we just talked about how uh, there'll be some answers. Don't drive. We've got these buildings. You can work, you can live. Everything's right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like the chickens. Well, that's that's what the whole thing was, is that there's nowhere for, but the thing was, is there's nowhere for your cars. Yeah. So they don't want you to go past. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like walking, um, what is it, 15 miles? You yeah. know, like max in a day? That's yeah. as far as you could go? Yeah. 
So, dude. So, do you think people are going to resist? I think, dude. I really think we're going towards like a movie. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be an underground resistance. Like, I really, really feel that way. It's coming because one, you have the weapons. You have people that actually fucking hate the government. Like, dude, blue and red. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, there's some people that are, you know, yeah, bro, this shit's coming. So, so. I will, I will break down the second verse of the song. Pay attention to the end. Okay. Because that's really what I want to talk about. The beginning starts off a little bit talking about the resistance. I'm just setting the stage. But you remember the, the, the uh, hook, don't get got yeah, yeah, yeah. on the block, right? So the get, gl- <laughs> get glock, <laughs> tongue tied, twisted. Get got clock and watches on. Afraid like we just want to run. Away we fade except for one big fuck off country fuck with an attitude of gun and a chest puffed up. Don't know what Biggs wants. What he eats, I'm sure he hunts. Biggs is on, clocked and locked. Biggs don't get, got for not. So clock them changes, tick to tock. That last tick set the drop. Hunger come, it's time to feed. Miss Liberty says it's safe to eat. Go to sleep. But all you free when the map, maps lock down in a dream. So that last line, the last couple lines, Liberty says it's safe to eat. Oh, we're going to have plenty to feed you. You've been hungry for a while. You've been working hard. Here, come on in. Liberty is going to give you everything you need. It's safe to eat. Go to sleep. But are you free when the maps lock down in a dream? I picture the Matrix. I picture people willingly going into the Matrix Dude, right, um, yeah. living in living in the virtual reality, right? And Biggs, the guy I'm talking about, Biggs is the resistance, right? What he eats, I'm sure he hunts, right? Because he's going to have to. You want some meat? You want to survive? You better fucking hunt, right? So that's that group right there. I think there is going to be some of those people that live outside of the society, mm-hmm. and they'll be seen and labeled as criminals. Okay, you ready for this? Yes, I am. Okay, a brave new world. That's mm. exactly what they are. Mm. Bro, this is all fucking happening. It's in front of our eyes. And how could this ever happen? How can, bro, you're watching it. You live in it. History doesn't stop. You always live in it. It's like, bro, you had to go somewhere. And there's no end game until there's no game to play. So don't get God don't on the get block. Don't get God, bro. That's basically it. Look up your shoulders, man. That's right. That's wild. Did you say you had something else you wanted to, was that, was that, you just wanted to break that down? Is that all? Oh yeah. I just wanted to, okay. I just wanted to hit that second verse. Cause this is where we are in this, yeah. in this episode. And that's the resistance that I'm talking about. Um, resistance, uh, I think will be twisted. Like we are criminals by doing it. Well, it's anytime. Okay. That is like, these are the things that I say. It's anytime anyone over preaches, they scare me. You know, that's like terrifies me about like, I know the truth. So it's like the same, like a preacher, like they, those people are just, oh yeah, terif- they're the worse in a sense, but there's good preachers, like everything and bad, mm. yeah, whatever. So, I know that's, you don't, I can't say that. Cause like my family, I got like, literally I'm like, there's, there are right people like, you know, they're, they make me about as uncomfortable as a panda with lice in the crotch. Most well, so of this is what we're doing now. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. So we, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I just find it, I just find it very fascinating that like that that is like it just it's just weird that nothing can like it's just weird that everyone knows something's going wrong but but no one can really like talk about it 
I mean, oh, I know we are talking do. about. People I mean, are talking about it. It's see, you say this, man, and I say, and I and I've always wanted because I talk to a lot of different types of people every single day, and it's obviously not we don't bring this up, but um, but there's times where you know it does come up, and. I, I catch myself knowing that it's on people's mind, knowing that it is though in on some people's minds. Cause I was, I didn't think, I think that most people are idiots. Like I said, I don't think that they think about anything else, but what's in front of them. They don't have time. They don't have this, whatever's, but occasionally you'll hear it. Now I'm starting to hear it more and more often. Like the people like about science, like interviews are weird every once in a while. And they're like moments to where I have like moments of where I'm like, bro, what the fuck just happened? Like it feels matrixy. And I don't even know if like, it's because of what I believe or like what I think is going on or some agenda. Um, yeah, bro, I got to tell you a story. Okay. Mm. So you know how we, we really talk about the matrix a lot and how like non-playable characters and like what's going on in the world. Yeah. Okay. This has, I'm, I'm not even going to say anything that's super cool to you, bro. But I thought I saw a real life matrix moment. Okay. Okay. And it actually happened in an apartment, like close to here. And the way that it looked like it. So a woman was walking her dog, right? But she had, so she had the little leash thing, but her hands in front of her. Now the way, like when I was walking up to her, the way that I was doing it, like the dog just happened to start going to the bathroom or it's just timing. So she didn't move for like 25 seconds and the dog really didn't move. Oh, I couldn't see the dog at first because the way the angle was, bro. I thought I was watching a real life matrix person mm. for like 25 seconds. And I was like, bro. And then you want to, you want to know what I fucking thought? <laughs> what the fuck you think, man? <laughs> they got me. You got God on the block. Uh-huh. hundred percent. I was like, fuck man and like i was like looking around because and then needless to say the lady was just like no i couldn't get the damn dog to get out of the hole <laughs> and i just started cracking up because i go let me tell you what i saw it looked like you were standing with your hand out and not moving it looked like you were handing something to someone but there was no one else there and i explained and she goes that's crazy because the matrix is going on right now so it was another person like right away said something about something that was never around 10 years ago so i thought that was unique so well, in, in a lot of ways, that whole Matrix film is a great metaphor. And we'll actually get into that film at some point because in the future, we're going to do a song called Glitch. That That's kind of what it's about, is is us being kind of like in, in the Matrix in a sense. Um, but, you know, I think that, that part of that is the created reality that we're being given. If you think about a bird inside of a cage, right? Does the bird see the wires of the cage? Can he realize what he's within, right? And for us, the wires of the cage are the rising price of food, right? The water with the lead in it. It is the, the low wages that we get, the school curriculum, right? All these are the wires of the cage. And, and if you just see one wire, it doesn't have enough power, but you get all those fucking wires crossing each other, right? You're in that cage, and you are that bird that can't fly to the woods when you want to. But some people can. Some people can. You know, in, in a sense, in a very real sense, we are imprisoned in the information that we have inside of our heads. And, and not all of it is accurate information. Right? Yeah. So if you, if you think back to COVID, and we've talked about this a few times, accurate information was one of the ways that they could have made us safe. 
But that never happened. And you know what I really got nervous is when they started to require people to show their vaccination cards going into restaurants. Do you know why? Because it's the first step of like, well, of like, of just of Z yeah, papers, please. Yes, that's um, I know the answer. It would, yes. I mean, so what, what, what did that do for protecting other people? It gave them a sense of protection, it didn't protect them. Well, if, if you think about it, that vaccination is within my body, it protects my body. Yeah from from uh, having a more severe reaction, right? That's all it does is it gives me a lesson, lessened reaction to this disease. It doesn't keep me from getting COVID. No. Right? It just Which introduces it to the body. Because I didn't know in the beginning. It just introduces it to the body so that my body is able to fight it a little bit better so I don't get as sick severely. But you can still catch it. You can still pass it. So when you go into restaurants to show your vaccination card, it does nothing. Yeah. It does nothing. It, 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 it's just showing that if you're compliant. Yeah, that you have, you're, yeah, exactly. That like you're, you're being you're, compliant. It's a, it's a safe, yes, so exactly. So it's just a, it's a safety, it's a fake fictitious safety measure that is, makes you feel like you are the same, like I was talking about the papers things, but it's this, but conformity is what you're talking about. Conformity, censorship, um, going towards those ways. Yeah, that's the thing that terrifies me is that censorship. Mine, the first one that ever got me, that really, really got me into this was this guy named Eric Weinstein. You ever heard about him at Evergreen College? No. Okay. It's a really interesting story because, so he made some male and female statements, you know? Okay. The school basically fired him, like for saying these things that there's, there is, there's not more than one, you know, male and female. And then these students, because they didn't like what they say, were like actively hunting him down, mm. locked him in a classroom and forced, like to get him fired, they basically kidnapped him and had the dean come in. They did all these things, craziness, right? Okay. Mind you, nothing happened to the kids. He lost his job, you know, and lost his tenure status and blah, 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 all these things because of legal like, craziness, right? So, but they were like literally after him because he made a, a statement. Oh, it's the opinion police. Yes, the opinion police. Okay. Now, same thing with like Jordan Peterson. A lot of people are anti Jordan Peterson. Say he's like, you know, anti Semitic, he's sexist, he's racist, he's this. No, he basically just, he's. He's terrified of censorship. He goes, I'm not against this, but I'm, I'm against you telling me what I have to say. Right, thank that's you. That's what it is. He goes, I'm not, a, like, that's what I was trying to get at earlier. It's like, bro, I'm not a racist, a sexist, an is, I don't have isms. This. No, 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 no. I, I don't think that you have the right to tell me what I can say or not say. And what's scarier is if I'm punished by the state for not speaking your language the way you want it to be. Well, that's what's coming. Yes. That's what's coming. A hundred percent. Dude, did you watch Bill Burr when he did Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What was your opinion of what Bill Burr I, had to oh, say? Bro, I appreciate everything that goes against the masses. So okay. yes, it was awesome. How did people react to Bill Burr? <gasps> well, how that day? Oh, well, th there was some funny, some uncomfortable, some saying, I mean, I, I heard everything. So this was his last Saturday night stand-up thing yeah. where he talked about, um, you know, the, a little bit of the, the gay pride the, okay, stuff yep. mm -hmm. and black people and all that, how black people get Dude, the, the month of February the and all this. The face is and, and what did people say? What did people, they wanted to cancel him, Well, right? yeah. And he, fuck you, is all he said. 
You can't cancel me. But but what but were, yes. what were they saying that he was racist, right? I mean, I I can't remember exactly what it was, but I know that people were anti Bill Burr after anytime a group of people is anti some comedians, I basically don't even listen so to it. So people anymore. people have anger that's just below the surface and it's waiting to come out. And sometimes what people do is they project onto other people what they think is being said. And, and what they did is they projected racism onto Bill Burr without realizing his wife Wife's is African-American. Yeah, black? Yeah. He's not a racist. No, he's a comedian. Believe me, he is not going to marry a black woman if he has an issue, right? If he has an issue. But, it's, but, but they there's projected- There's more to that. Yeah, but there's more to that. They yeah. projected that on him and wanted to cancel him. Now, here's the, here's the thing. You know how you, you, we used to cancel people in the olden days- is enough people didn't like what the fuck they were saying. You know, how many podcasts are out there right now talking about how freeing it is to be a pedophile, <laughs> right? Nobody's going to support that. Why? Because nobody wants to hear that, right? So guess what? It gets canceled because nobody gives a fuck. But Bill Burr's comedy, right? There's enough people that are going to listen to what he has to say and enjoy it. And if you personally don't, guess what? George Carlin said, there's two knobs on every fucking radio. <coughs> you can turn us up or you can turn us off. Yeah. Your choice. Your choice. And that's the way I feel. Nah, I don't, I'm a, I, you know me, my favorite saying, bro. Teach, Teach their own. own. Yeah, bro. I don't, I'm, I don't have any right tell anyone how to live their life at all it's coming though Zero, it, yes it's coming 100 percent. it is the opinion police oh bro i'm i'm probably gonna get shot environmental <laughs> social governance index it's coming it's gonna be eco-fascism eco-fascism and social fascism that's what's coming eco-fascism social fascism yes it's going to be through the lens of protecting the environment. It's going to be through the lens of equality. You know what I mean? But do you think that the politicians that preached equality in this country really believed in it? No. No. It's like a fucking lion talking to a group of gazelles about equality. Yeah. Well, yo, man, I mean, I'll let you, we'll all go at the same time. <laughs> we'll do this. To, yeah. Like we'll start together. Yeah. I mean, what's the difference? We're all the same, right? Hmm. Bullshit. Anyways, we are running out of time. I know you you ain't gonna call it, but um, we are running out of time. I don't even... Okay. Wouldn't you say? Are we running out of time? Yeah, we can. You driving this car? Yeah. Well, who knows? My eyes are closed. I let God in the door. Let's go. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Yeah. It was a good. We we talked about some stuff. And I got a little bit of my southern sayings yeah. in this well, you, motherfucker. You, you want to know one that I like? Can I just the only one that I know? Which one? Why are you acting like a crab apple? Uh, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean, dude? I don't know, but it's the first thing I heard Shannon Sharp say on first take to Skip Bayless, and I'll like I'll never forget it because I've never called anyone a crab apple, but they're sour, not good. You only use them for a few things, dude. <laughs> got me more confused than a moth inside of a mitten. There you go. See, there you go. <laughs> My name is Ace Cannon. And I am Curious G, and this has been our second week on Don't Get Got. And we decided to do three weeks on this topic. We're going to be tapping into the third verse of this track next week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. As always, we are imperfectly human. Don't get got.
watch us on Afraid like we just wander on Away we fade except for one Big fuck of country fuck Attitude a gun and a chest puffed up Don't know what Biggs wants What he eats I'm sure he hunts Biggs on, clocked and locked Biggs don't get, got for not Clock them changes, tick to tock That last tick set to drop Hunger come, it's time to feed Miss Liberty says it's safe to eat Go to sleep, but are you free? The map's locked down in a dream So shake, wake, it's time to knock Get gut on the block Talk long path, get hot Bed tight, tuck with chalk I came to get some get got Don't get got on the block Talk long path, get hot Bed tight, tuck with chalk I came to get some get got so we have some huge production value on Don't Get Got. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you remember what you said after we finished this one? I do not. Not exactly. You said this one reminds me of like a film. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Dude, I, don't know, and I, don't, I don't know if it's with the... Uh, the Nazis uh, vocalizing or maybe the chord progression. But when I was um, the last two episodes of the podcast, I've been mixing um, in relation to the documentary we're working on. I was like, wow, this is really fucking cinematic, right? Like in retrospect. Yeah. It's, it's big. You know, like I think some of, some of the songs that we've done, like churches like this, it's had big, big production value. Yeah. A lot of layers. I think that you could actually listen to this a lot of times and, and keep hearing some things. What did I tell you last week about the song, Sean, that shocked you? <laughs> what did I say? I don't remember, to be honest with you. It's my favorite song at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it you know, it is a... For me, I feel this song. Like, it's a really good song. What's what's ironic yeah. is is I didn't think that it was going to come out as good as it did. Um. I really liked the lyrics and I liked the music, but I didn't feel like I was hitting it right. Um, but everything came out smooth. I really liked the way yeah. this, this came out from beginning to end. You know, We were just talking about that when we were kicking up a song last week, how uh, sometimes the ones we aren't necessarily feeling in the moment, you know, like, okay, this is good, this is good, but I'm not sure about it. How many songs have we done like that? And then when they're finished, you're like, wow, this shit's tight. Dude, there's been quite a few like that. And there's been a few that uh, have surprised me and haven't really just been up to par either. So, for sure. You know, for sure. We, we've gone in that direction. Um, so one of the things about this song is we still don't really know what the Nazis are saying, do we? No, never. <laughs> never <laughs> translated that, dude. They could, they could be saying some fucked up shit. I remember you asking him about that. Like, did you know what they're saying? I was like, nah, I just typed in fucking like Call of Duty on YouTube uh, and fucking mixed it and threw it in. I don't know what they're saying. We should actually run that through an AI translator, Sean. Well, it, it, it can't be too bad. Up? I'm thinking it can't be no. too bad. You know what I no, mean? No, it's in a, it's in a, it's in a super popularized video game. No way. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No, they can't be no. saying death to all uh, <laughs> black people or some shit. <laughs> I remember that you were like, dude, uh, I love it. I love it. I'm like, you, you like it? You're like, yeah, but I, we have no clue what they're saying. I hope they're not saying anything that's like counteractive to what we're talking about in the song. And I was like, you know what? That's fucking, that's true. <laughs> now, now, do you death know why? America. It's like, oh, 
Cool. Do you know why I wanted to go with this uh, style of, of song in that time period with the, with the World War II Nazis? Now refresh my memory. Well, it has to do with how much propaganda was pushed uh, that actually created the war machine of, of the Nazis, period. You know, I, okay. I think it was one of those okay. things that it, it, if it wasn't for propaganda, I don't think all of that would have happened. You know, right. not, not to the extent that it did. Um, propaganda actually created that war in my mind, you know, and I think that we're creating other problems today with propaganda. So I oh, wanted to okay. use that as kind of, uh, you know, be weary of what you're listening uh, to. Yes. The, the Nazi regime, the original social media influencers of the day. Oh yeah, dude. You know, what's funny is, uh, Trump actually ran on the same, um, things that, that Hitler ran on. He, he ran on, let's make Germany great again. Um, yeah. Which is ironic. You know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a strange message, you know, to repeat. And, and from that source. It is, it is strange, but it just appeals to like, no offense, the lowest common denominator, you know, like a time of old when Germany was great or what asshole white Americans think about America being great. It's like, when were we actually great? Um, I, I, the sixties. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know about that. Um, well, you it know, just, it just appeals to a small amount of people and small amounts of people when gathered with other small amounts of people become what Sean, a large amount of people. Well, it's kind of funny because like I hear younger people talk about how great a certain time period was. And I was around yeah. during that time period going, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Like, pe yeah, people said how great the 80s were. And there was some things about the 80s that were cool. It's not like it was all, you know, garbage. But that was where, you know, corporations really got the biggest hold here in America was during the 80s. And for sure, you know, at the time, uh, the, the, the job market was just getting worse and worse. Uh, unions were really under attack during that time. And they had their biggest shrinkage and have been shrinking since. You know, so um, the 80s were, uh, all, to me, all about uh, big business and cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. It's it's interesting when you see those kind of comments on like, uh, I see stuff like that on a lot of uh, like YouTube music, let's say, listening to a Queen record and you get to scroll in the comments. And there's always like some 12 year old that was born in like, you know, 2012. That's like, oh man, music back then in the 80s and the time was so much better. I remember my uncle told me, he's like, you know, uh, People that tell you that the seventies were great are people that didn't live in the seventies. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> well, you know, what about hip hop back then? Um, I mean, that was actually a fun style of hip hop for the most in part. In the eighties, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was it started off, we've talked about it on the podcast before. It started off as the master of ceremonies was essentially the guy with the mic or whatever, and you had the DJ getting the party started, and they're playing ba they're playing drum breaks and breaks from old records, and it's fun and dancing and shit. It didn't really get darker and shit until maybe what the late eighties and yeah, the, the late eighties with the emergence yeah, with the emergence of gangster rap and shit, and people talking about their communities. But it started off in the late late seventies and the early eighties is it, it was party music, right? You know what I mean? It was. People thought it was going to come the way of come and go like disco. They're like, okay, this is cool, but it's not going nowhere. Yeah. Fast forward 40 years and it's the biggest uh, genre on planet Earth, literally. You know what I mean? And yet, you know, I think hip hop still has a, a, a negative view to a lot of people. 
You know, I've, sure. had, I've had friends that um, don't listen to hip hop at all uh, that have listened to the podcast that have said that, you know, because of the, the understanding that they gained through the podcast, they've been opened up to listening to some hip hop, you know, and um, that's been a few different people, um, you know, and that was actually the intention of this podcast is kind of to open up some of the topics that uh, these songs were, were dealing with. No, that. That's awesome. I've always I've always wondered uh, the the stigma uh, behind hip hop and like why don't people listen to it? And I, I get it. Maybe at the stereotypical form, they think it's about like negativity and stuff. But in every genre, you're gonna find negativity. You just gotta listen to the right stuff. I've I, I it, just growing up, I remember like, oh, you, I don't listen to rap. I'm like. You just don't listen to the entire genre. I'm sure there's something you could find you'd like if you understood <laughs> it, right? You know, like that's a that's like I don't like rock. That there's like thousands of subgenres of rock. There's something you'd like, right, Sean? I'm sure. Right? I'm sure. I'm sure. But you know, you got to understand where a lot of the the things like rock and rap really kind of came from. They were things yeah. that challenged the system, and a lot of times people don't like that kind of language. You know, there's a reason no, why don't. country music was uh, America's number one music for so long. Well, because they talk about Budweiser's and pickup trucks. That's fun for the whole family. Well, it's it's also the American <laughs> flag and Jesus, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest reason. You know, and a lot of the people that, that I knew that went to churches, they listened to country music, you know, because... It really was, you know, the thing that kind of was all about America and, and God, you know. Um, now, people have said that, that country music has changed a lot. But I remember when, um, you know, when some country musicians actually tried to speak out on politics and what, was, what did the Dixie Chicks get told? Shut up and sing, right? Mm. <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, I, I don't, but I've heard that same stigma towards athletes. Shut up and dribble. I've heard that one. It's the same thing, and it, it's fucking out of pocket. But Yeah, yeah no, the Dixie Chicks put out a documentary film, actually, um, because they voiced their opinions about Baby Bush when he was president, and he was the one mm. that said to shut up and sing, you know, which— uh, It's because the working-class American, uh, I think everyone's— should have a right to opinion and a right to state how they feel because that's one of the beautiful things of living in this country is apparently we have free speech. But it's because when people with quote-unquote millions of dollars in the bank say something, average working-class stiffs are like, yeah, no, shut up and sing. Shut up and sing. It's like this person actually has a voice that can actually, you know, change things because of their platform. But, dude, that happens every single day, Sean, with these artists and athletes. They're getting crucified every single day for stating what they believe in. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I feel like it's not even the regular people. I feel like it's the media, like, flipping these narratives on them. You know what I mean? Well, that, that very well could be. That very well could be. Um, you know, and I, I kind of feel like when you have the ear of a lot of people, which politicians do, but so do entertainers. And yeah. And entertainers aren't required to give truth, but politicians very rarely do. So if the politicians won't speak to people honestly, why can't the entertainers voice some things and bring some attention to, to an idea? Um, well, you know why? It's because they know that 
especially with how our country is so self-infatuated and we do a lot of celebrity worship. That's we're, We are bad for that. Um, dude, frankly, Taylor Swift and Beyonce, people will listen to them before they'll listen to Joe Biden in this country, Sean. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, and they, and, and the politicians know that. They know that the entertainers, actors, musicians, artists, or whatever, anyone that can hold a crowd and people worship their social medias, what they say goes to their fans. Um, why do you think politicians pay people to come perform at their, uh, at their, uh, uh, what are they called when they're freaking campaigning? They're campaigns, dude. There's a reason why they're there. It's not because anyone cares about such and such. It's because uh, having Jay-Z there is going to bring a whole new audience to what's going on. See what I'm yeah. Saying? Like if that motherfucker's up there with Jay-Z, they must be okay, you know? Right. They must be. He's cool. He's a cool guy. You know I mean? Don't. Meanwhile, you have no idea about any of his policies, but he kicked it with Jay-Z, so he must be all right. You know well, I mean? you know, the dude that started a lot of that was Slick Willie when uh, uh, Bill came out playing the saxophone. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Bill Clinton. I, for, I forgot Bill did play the saxophone. Yeah. That's he, he came out on stage playing the saxophone, and you know what them saxophone players, man, girls like down. <laughs> <laughs> I got him in trouble a couple years later. But. Well, girls liked him too, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, man. But you know, with this song, Get Got, you know, um, I think there's a lot of ways that, that people get got. And um, our attention, just like what you, you just pointed out, how, you know, politicians have used musicians to gain attention. You know, sure. this is one of the ways that we get got. And, and this is what the song is really about is getting got by bro- propaganda, you know, in different ways. Um, not just getting got by the system, but by the actual propaganda. Because if, if you can actually frame somebody's perspective on the world, um, you can control the way they think, you know. Um, a lot of times we're not thinking outside of the frame of that, that news uh, camera that's pointed, you know. And I've said this a few times on the podcast. One thing that um, we've learned since COVID is when you see somebody in the frame, sometimes that motherfucker ain't wearing pants. That does it for this episode. My name is Curious G. This is Truth to Power. I thank you for tuning in for another week. Next week, we're going to be looking at the same song from a different angle. We're still going to be on the same topic, don't get God. But we'll just approach it in a different way. There's a lot to this one. I appreciate you sticking with